Welcome to the third episode of Cats and Critters with Caitlin. Today, we're going to be talking about... Purring cats. How to make a cat have a good bond with you. Well, how do you have a purry cat? You love it. It will give love back. Oh, that's very sweet. You feed it morning and night. Don't be bad to them. Don't be mean to them. Don't hit them. Don't yell yeah. at them. Right? If they're naughty, you can yell at them and spray them. Yeah. That's only necessary if they're being naughty, though. Don't yeah. do it if they're being good. Yeah. And you can only punish a cat when um, they're they're caught in the act, right? Otherwise, they yeah. won't understand what's going on, right? How yeah. do you make a cat purr, though? You pet it. You pet it. Gently. Yeah. Gently. Pet the cat. Love it. Yeah. And pet it in its natural fur direction. Oh, yeah. Don't ever go against the grain, right? Yeah. What would happen then? Then the cat wouldn't like it. Yeah. Don't ruffle a cat's feathers. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Don't ruffle a cat's fur. (laughs) That's right. Um, We also want to talk about... Today's cat skill. The cat skill of today is high-fiving. Ollie high-fives. Yeah, what does he high-five for? Food and treats. Daddy taught him how to do that. That's right. We train both of our cats, Ollie and Zeldy, to high-five for treats. But Zeldy doesn't do the high-five for food or treats. For treats. Sure she does. She tries to high-five. I think she high-fives. She's not as good at it as Ollie, though, but, but she does She does put her arm up there and the she tries to do the high she five. doesn't hit the hand. And if she does, she has her claws out a lot of the time. That's true. And uh, when it comes to uh, high-fiving, Ollie's kind of the king of high-fives, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Now, what do we sometimes do after we, we like, groom our cats? Treat time! Yeah, so after we... we uh, Groom brush, our cats. After we brush Zeldy's fur or clip nails... We give... High fives! Treats and, and high, high fives, fives lead to... Treats! Yeah! So if you get a high five, you get a treat. Yep. And if you do good things like behaving and being patient and calm while we're brushing fur or clipping nails... You get high fives and treats. Well, anytime is a good time for a high five. Does struggle and try to get away. We still give her the treat because she was having a hard time with it. She didn't want it to happen. Yeah, so we want her to 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 build like a positive um, a positive feeling towards that activity, and then maybe she'll know. Okay, well, I don't like being groomed, but if I I'm groomed. Hey, I'm going to get a treat out of it, right? A high five and then a treat. High fives always lead to treats and food in this house. Yeah, that was probably our most recent pet event, right? Zelda yeah. getting groomed and then and getting food. 
getting a treat. I called it the struggle cell brushing because she did not like it. Yeah, she doesn't really all. care for it too much. She was struggling so much when we were brushing her. She, she had a lot of knots. She's becoming more patient with it, though. Yeah. I have to say, but she had a lot of knots. Yeah, it also she helps. was really snuggle. She was really struggling. But it helps to have a tag team, right? Yeah. Right? If you have two people, one person comforting and the other person grooming, right? That really yeah. helps, right? Daddy usually does the grooming and Mama usually does the comforting. Yeah, because otherwise you can't do it. And if uh, she's not going to groom herself, it just turns into big mats, right? Yeah, she had a lot of them yesterday. Knots, right? So we had to do the brushing, and she struggled a lot. But now she has a nice fancy coat like she is supposed to have. What a pretty kitty, right? A true Princess Zelda, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I called it the Struggle Zelda brushing because of how much she was struggling. She she doesn't like it, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So what time of year is it, Caitlin? It's near Christmas. Which leads us to... Our cat joke of the day. Today we have a cat pun. Meowy Christmas and a squeaky mew year. <laughs> Meowy Christmas, everyone. Now, this leads us to our next segment. What is our meow cat of the week? Balinese. Balinese. We think Zelda's a Balinese. We think our cat Zelda is a Balinese cat. We were recently reading a cat book. And we, and the pictures of the Balinese didn't really match Zelda. Yeah, but we did some research. We looked online, and a lot of other cats that are Balinese match. Seem to have the similar features. Yeah, she's a seal point, whatever breed. Well, we think Balinese. So yeah, some, seal point Balinese. Yeah. So let's go through the checklist here. So let's see. Balinese were first named long-haired Siamese. Wow. Zelda sure looks a lot like a Siamese cat, right? She's a long-haired one, though. Yeah. Check. And and what happened was breeders noticed their graceful gait and likened it to the swaying dancing of native Bali dancers, and thus the name Balinese emerged. So when Zelda walks, she kind of has a little strut, too, doesn't she? Is that a check? I don't really know. She's kind of a it. graceful walker, right? She tends to have pretty good balance. Yeah. Right? She sleeps a lot. Maybe maybe Balinese dancers sleep a lot. Maybe. <laughs> but all cats do that. They were first, uh, allegedly, they were first born in California in the 1940s. Oh. Yeah. And they're a mutation, which they think is likely from a recessive gene in American Siamese, or perhaps from long-haired Angora cats. Ah. Yeah. And they weren't uh, officially recognized in the U.S. until the 1960s, and in the U.K. until the 1980s. Ah. Yeah. So now we have these uh, Balinese cats with us that are um, very similar to Siamese cats, because they're often bred with Siamese and Angora cats. Right? So the Siamese, they have Siamese-like points on their ears. I think that's a check. Yeah. Yeah? She has kind of Siamese pointy ears. I don't 
I haven't really studied her ears. No. I have a little plushie called another Zeldi who has curved ears. Oh yeah, well yeah. that's supposed to be a Siamese cat. So anyhow, yeah. they have they have Siamese like points on their ears. They oh. have wedge shaped heads. I definitely think Zeldi has a wedge shaped head. Oh. Check. I maybe I'll study my cheese wheel toy. Your cheese wheel toy to see what it looks like? And match Zeldi to the cheese wheel toy. Well, that's the shape, yeah. Yeah, wedge-shaped head. And she has a slender body? Yeah. Check. A fluffy one, though. Yeah. Her uh, forelegs, are they shorter than her hind legs? Mm, I think so. I haven't really studied Zeldi's legs. She has small oval feet. Yeah. Check. Yeah. <laughs> Check. And she has opera gloves, long opera gloves. Right? Yeah. <laughs> um, a long tail fluffed like a feather duster. Yes. <laughs> big check mark there, right? Yeah. Very big check mark. Just like when we were talking about Pompey's and Ollie's purry personality. That was a big check, too. That's right. Now, seal points apparently are a lesser, uh, a less common um, color of of the Balinese, and in fact, oh. in the United States, they would refer to that type of Balinese actually as a Javanese. So that's kind of interesting, hey? A oh. Javanese cat. We saw that Javanese cat in the cat book. Yeah. Now we also, well, in our reading, we came across a ninth century Irish monk's poem. Did you want to try and read this poem? Yeah. I and Pangler ban my cat. Tis a like task we are at. Hunting mice is his delight. Hunting words I sit all night. So in peace our tasks we play. Pangler ban my cat and I. Oh, very good. Thank you for reading that poem. So that concludes our segment on Cat of the Week, the Balinese. What is our cat word of the day? Kindle. What is a Kindle? A group of kittens. Oh, so it's not a little tablet for reading books on? It's a group of kittens. A group of kittens. Who knew what a Kindle was, hey? Cool. I found that in a different cat book. Now, what is our critter of the day, of the week? It is duck. What type of birds are ducks, Caitlin? Aquatic birds. Very good. They can be found in both freshwater and seawater. Cool. I didn't know that they would be swimming in sea in the sea. <laughs> yeah. Some ducks eat at the surface of the water, and some ducks are diving ducks. Do so they get their food wow. by? Wow. Swimming. Like diving underwater. Yeah, yeah. Swimming and diving under the water. Yeah. In fact. The word duck itself originates from an old English word meaning dive. Oh. Yeah. And it means to get below the surface. 
such as going below the surface of water to dive or to duck. <laughs> now, a male duck is called a drake, and a female duck mm. is called a what? A duck. A duck. Or a hen. And duck. young ducks are often duck. called baby duck. ducks duck. or duck. Ling. Ducklings. That's right. Uh, let's see what else is interesting about ducks here. Um, water. These waterfowl are grouped into several subfamilies, including swans and geese, but are often confused with other unrelated birds such as loons. What's a loon? It's featured on our dollar coin, the loony. Yeah. Not a duck. Yeah. <laughs> Not a duck. Do ducks eat plants? Maybe. They do. Cool. Do ducks eat insects? Maybe. And fish? Definitely fish. And even worms? I don't know. Ducks are omnivores. Oh. So they eat both plants and other creatures like fish and insects and worms. Cool. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of neat, right? Yeah. Now, when ducks breed, they usually breed once a year annually. Usually cool. around springtime or when it's like um, uh, the wet time of year kind of thing. Oh. And... Ducks tend to be monogamous for one year. Some species of ducks, though, will pair for several years. Now, there's a lot of common misconceptions about ducks, um, kind of like how even some of the, the other birds are confused with ducks, right? Yeah. So some of the misconceptions about ducks is that uh, most species of ducks actually don't even quack. Did you know that? I didn't know that. Yeah. Most have a wide range of sounds, such as whistles, coos, cool. yodels, cool. and grunts, such as squaps. There's one type of duck called a squap, and he's named because of the sound he makes, squap. <laughs> Do you remember what that's called? No. When you name something after what it sounds like? Onomatopoeia. Onomatopoeia. That's right. Very good. Uh, and, of course, the squawking honk sound that some ducks make, right? Yeah. Let me ask you this question. Is bread harmful to ducks? No. You're right. It's not harmful to ducks. A lot of people think bread is not good for ducks and you shouldn't feed bread to ducks. Now, you shouldn't feed bread to ducks, but it's not actually harmful to them. However, that being said, when you feed bread to ducks, it actually just fills them up without providing them any nutrition. So the ducks tend to think that they're full, but they don't have enough nutrition to survive. And if they end up not eating enough, they can then get sick and maybe die, right? Yeah. So while it's not directly harmful to feed ducks bread, they can eat some bread, but not too much. Yeah, because it will fill them up. So it's still not best to feed them bread, right? Yeah. You can feed them bread, but... You know, they should probably eat their own types of food, right? Yeah. All right, here's the next question. Do duck quacks echo? I don't know. They do. A lot of people think that ducks quacks don't echo, but they do. Wow. Isn't that cool? Yeah. Right on. What are some of the duck's predators? Foxes. <laughs> That's right. Alligators, 
crocodiles, snapping turtles, hawks, owls, and foxes. Yep. <laughs> we featured foxes in our last uh, episode, right? And that makes me remember a game called Catch a Duck. That's right. We the, talked about this last time. Yeah. The duck is the thing the fox has to catch to complete the level. That's right. And that duck does not want to be caught, right? Yeah. <laughs> if you get too close to that duck, he goes, <laughs> Yeah. And he runs away, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And maybe you might scare them into wolves or bears or hunters. That's right, yeah. So you have to be careful, right? Yeah. So maybe if our viewers are interested, Catch a Duck is a, is a fun game. We have it for the Nintendo Switch. It only costs a few dollars, right? Yeah. It's a good fun game for, for children and even some yeah. adults, right? Yeah. has lots of fun elements to it, right? Yeah, Daddy completed the levels, and then I play some, too. Yeah? Yeah. Did you beat the game yourself yet? No. A little too hard, huh? Some of the upper levels are difficult, yeah. right? Some of the levels that are... Some of the levels are hard. Well, that is our critter of the week. The duck! Yep. Quack, quack! Quack. Not it makes this sound... And catch a duck. Quack, quack. Quack, quack. When, it, when there's nothing around it and nothing scaring it. Now on to our next segment. Cat toy of the week. What's our cat toy of the week? This weird cat toy called the flopping fish. The flopping fish. I don't recommend this cat toy. Most cats get scared of it. Oh, how come they get scared of it? Because if they bite or sit on it, it will start flopping. And if it's on a wood floor, the tail that's flopping around will make a sound. Oh, what kind of sound does it make? I don't really know. Just a, ta a tail of a toy fish on a floor, on a wood floor. What kind of sound does that make? I don't really know. Like slap, 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 flop, flop, yeah. flop, flop. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you can kind of hear the motor. The motor's a little loud in it too, right? The motor that's flipping the tail, right? It might scare the, the cats away, right? They do play with it for a little while though, right? When it's not flopping. But when it starts flopping, most cats would probably get scared and run away. Yeah. Do, yeah. They, do the cats lose interest in it after a short while? I don't really know. No? Or will will they keep coming back for more tail-flapping fun? I don't really know. Oh, okay. So more research needs to go into this. Well, we're not going to research this flopping fish because we're not buying it for Arlene's LD. No. Not buying it for them. They're not, they're not getting one in their stocking this year? I think Santa would know they wouldn't like it, right? Probably, I agree. Yeah, we got we got them a laser toy once, and it 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 didn't excite them for very long. What laser toy? We got that for uh, Blackie. What laser toy? It's this laser toy that's spun around in a circle. Hmm. This one's on Daddy's I do not recommend list because 
it spins in a circle and the cat's interested in it for a minute and then he realizes where the laser's coming from and then he does it could care less about it and they're kind of expensive so it's a spinning laser toy and you think oh cats love laser toys right yeah Zeldy, that's her favorite toy i think right only if it's a laser pointer though that's right because and they won't know human this. operated right yeah they won't notice that the humans are making it go that that way and even still you have to be careful you can't yeah. let the cat you can't let them on to the, the fact that it's you that's operating the laser toy right yeah if they know that the laser is coming from you then suddenly they're less interested right yeah, but... Like, I think Ollie figured it out. I think that's why he doesn't like it as much as Zelda does, because Zelda loves it. She'll run around the house, she'll crash into walls chasing it, <laughs> yeah. try and climb up a wall. Right? Maybe she thinks it's a bug, like a lady, like a red ladybug. Well, I've always wondered what she thinks it is, because she's very curious about it, and she'll chase it very um, diligently. Like, she's very, very excited when she sees that little red dot. And then when it disappears, she's very puzzled. She's like, where did it go? Where did, where did it, it go? go? And then, boom, there it is. And then she'll go, <laughs> yeah. scurry around the house and jump up on walls and try and swat at it, right? Yeah, but she can never get on it. She loves, she loves. She the, might be able to put her paw on it. Yeah. But and then it's gone. And then she's like, where did it go? It will move. Yeah. Because it's coming from us and the laser toy. So we recommend the laser toy and we don't recommend the flopping fish. And we, we don't, don't recommend the recommend the the motorized spinning laser toy. Yeah, but the laser pointer we recommend. And it's and at Christmas time, it's always a nice treat to put in the stocking some catnip for your for your cat, right? As a nice little treat, some catnip at Christmas time. Hmm. Well, it would. Well, how would they get it? How would we get it out once it's sprinkled in? Well, we do, we take it out. We get them a cat toy, right? Cat toy with catnip in it. Oh, right. That's what you mean. Yeah. Right. Every year we get our cats a little bit of catnip, right? Well, and then I don't know. and then the cats will eat the catnip and they'll go crazy for a few minutes and then they just have a nap, right? Yeah. And then they get lazy, right? Yeah, lazy, lazy cats. And I think they're so lazy because maybe they are so lazy so that they have energy at night to be to turn into a cat alarm clock. Yeah, sometimes they like to do that too. Yeah, right? on episode two, we talked about cat alarm clocks. Yeah, and since then, we've actually thought a little bit more about cat alarm clocks, yeah. haven't we? Right? Yeah, we we had we had a theory, right? What's yeah. our theory? If we, because we know that cats sleep two thirds of their day, right? So right, they sleep about sixteen hours a day. Yeah. Well, humans are awake for about sixteen hours a day, and we only sleep for about eight hours a day, right? So they sleep two thirds, and we sleep one third. So of our if day we away. wake, our theory of why they're so lazy is because the cat alarm clock system to just wake us up because they are hungry right well the idea is if we were to wake them during the day yeah they'll be sleeping less during the day and they'll be more likely to sleep when 
at night, and then it will cancel out the cat alarm clock system in all the insanity. Maybe. Yeah, that's our theory. It's worth checking out, maybe. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of mean to keep bothering a cat when they're sleeping, but it would be nice to be able to sleep in once in a while, right? Yeah. Instead of waking up at 7.30 every day, right? Well, I don't really sleep in. <laughs> well, you know what? Sometimes you're the cat alarm clock. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> right? But, but if it's not the cat, it's only the Caitlin. Be a cat alarm clock if I if I look like a cat and the, or if I, I call am it the a Caitlin cat. alarm clock. The cat no alarm s- clock and the Caitlin alarm clock. There's no such thing as a Caitlin alarm clock. There is. She's right there. I can see her from here. No. Yeah. There's no such thing as that. Well, who wakes me up all every morning that the cats don't? I come and snuggle in bed. <laughs> and wake me up, right? But it's... But the only... Caitlin alarm clock. That doesn't exist, but cat and I tried, alarm And I try to push then. the snooze button, but it doesn't work. <laughs> There's no buttons on a cat alarm clock. Or a Caitlin alarm clock. Caitlin alarm clocks don't exist. <laughs> Agree to disagree. <laughs> All right. Did you want to talk about anything else before we end our show? Have a meowy Christmas and a squeaky meow year. Meow. Meow, meow, whisper. Meow, meow, whisper. Meow, meow, whisper, meow, 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 meow.